Welcome to the Liquid Church Podcast, a place where you can hear the timeless truth of God's Word in a way that's culturally relevant and cutting edge. You're tuning in for our series, Breakthrough, where we're learning how to detox your body, mind, and soul so you can hear God's voice in a fresh way. It's our hope this message will help you discover how God's story relates to your own and that you will leave feeling encouraged. Thanks for joining us today and enjoy the message. Good morning, church. How you doing? I'm Pastor Tim. Let's give a big welcome to Church Online. All of our campuses joining us today. So glad you're here for the final week of our series, Breakthrough, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. Guys, you are almost there. You have survived. Two weeks of no bread, no sweets, no meats, no sugar, no alcohol, no oh, caffeine. Some of you are past the headaches, I hope that you are feeling a little bit more mental clarity, maybe some more energy, strength, and most importantly, closer to God. Now, I know some of you are cursing me. You're like, I want my Dunkin' back. I want my Starbucks. I want a hamburger. I said to myself, I'm going to be preaching to a hangry crowd. But I want you to think about what you've accomplished. You have completed two full weeks of fasting, and you've got seven days left. Our fast ends Next Sunday, February 5th, after church, I just want to encourage you, you can do this. You can make it. Now, remember, if you're just joining us, we're fasting all sorts of different things. Some of us are doing the Daniel fast, where we're replacing the bread and the sweets with fruits and veggies. Some of us are doing a modified, maybe just alcohol or sweets or intermittent fasting. Others are fasting their phones. Some of us are actually giving up social media and scrolling for more time in God's word. Whatever you're fasting, we all have the same purpose. We are making a physical sacrifice to gain a spiritual breakthrough. And it's been amazing to me. We have had thousands of people share their requests through our mobile app telling us what they're fasting for. And can I just say, as a pastor, I was just so moved by just an avalanche of requests that you sent in. Um, we actually created kind of a word cloud of thousands of requests. You can take a look at some of those popular terms in there. Let me share a few with you. I'm going to keep the names out so they're anonymous. Um, people are fasting for, I'm fasting for our future. We have a baby on the way. Finances are uncertain. Salvation for my son. A breakthrough in my business. Fasting for my daughter to have a closer walk with the Lord. A lot of fasting for kids. For my friend to defeat breast cancer. Fasting for my citizenship. They need a green card. I'm fasting for a permanent home for our Somerset and Middlesex campuses. Amen, I'll fast for that. Can we hear it? Somerset and Middlesex, we're praying with you, man. Healing for my daughter who had a miscarriage. Deciding on God's choice of college. We have students making decisions. Reconciliation with my brother. People asking God to repair relationships. Breakthrough my depression, my mental health. For my children to return to their faith. Pay for my kids' college tuition without loans. Amen. I'll, I'll join you on that one. We want to foster or adopt a child. I want to break my gambling addiction. A lot of addictions. A house, a baby, to get out of debt. Healing for my family after my brother's death. People walking through grief, needing God's strength. Fasting my singleness, my loneliness. Fasting for a spouse. Fasting to end a toxic relationship. Fasting for my anxiety. It's crippling. So many people, so much anxiety. Breakthrough in our marriage. Change my spouse's heart an eating disorder, um, help with my aging parents, help, we need a plan. Breakthrough in a custody battle, discerning God's voice, finding the right school for my special needs child, my child's speech development, can't speak clearly. Letting fear control my life, I wanna break the grip of fear in my life. 
My husband's, I need him to quit smoking and heal his lungs. Deliverance from drug addiction, freedom from alcohol, a renewed relationship with God, more of the Holy Spirit in me, and it goes on and on and on. I want you to know we have read every single one and we are praying with you and for you. Our pastors and our prayer team are fasting and praying over every single request. You know what encouraged me? The number one request was restore my relationship with God. Give me this, give me a fresh fire and a passion for Jesus and his word. And you know what? That's awesome. Because the highest goal of any fast is always this deeper sense of intimacy and love with Jesus Christ. Remember the Bible promises, amazing promise. Listen to this. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says this. God, let's read it together. God rewards those who what? Earnestly seek him. So as you seek God's kingdom, as you're pressing in, going after God, he says, I'm going to add all those other things to you as well. So, so keep going, press in, press on. If you did not submit a fasting request, it is not too late. Just share it in our mobile app. We will fast and pray for you too this week. You know, the first two weeks are very hard. And I just want to encourage you. Maybe, maybe you gave in to temptation. You know, maybe you, you ate some Doritos or, or, or you, <laughs> I was literally walking by the cafe and I smelled these brownies. And I was just like, <laughs> it's like a dog, like licking the air, you know? <laughs> if you fell off the wagon, jump back on board. I'm here to encourage you today. And I want you to think of me, not today, as your pastor. I want you to see me as your fasting coach, all right? We're going to finish strong, church. Those last few days, these are going to be the hardest. And today, I want to prepare you for this final battle ahead. Everybody say battle. The truth is, Fasting is a form of spiritual warfare. By fasting, you are intentionally picking a fight with the enemy of your soul. Remember this. Fasting is not a diet. This is not just physical temptation. I'm, I'm laying off the coffee. I'm laying off the Krispy Kremes or the donuts. I get it. That's part of it. But fasting is a spiritual discipline that has a profound impact on the unseen spiritual realm. Understand something. You and I have an enemy right now who is not okay with you drawing closer to Jesus. He is not okay with you seeking more of his Holy Spirit. The devil is not okay with you seeking God's hand of favor in your life, on your marriage, in your family, your business, your kids. Satan is not okay with any of this. Do you know what Satan wants right now? He wants you to go back to sleep. <clears throat> And just settle for the status quo. The status quo in your life, in your health, the status quo in relationships. He just wants you to keep things lukewarm with no breakthrough. Satan has no interest in you working up an appetite for God. More of Jesus, less of me. No, 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 no. Satan says, no, more of you, man. Less of God. Feed your flesh. That's what the enemy is going to tell you on this fast. But I've got good news for you, church. In Jesus Christ, your enemy is defeated. Amen? He lost that battle at the cross. And so as a Christian, you've got to actually learn to walk in victory, to walk in the authority and power that the Lord gives you as a son or daughter of the Most High God. And that's what I want to teach you today in a message I'm calling simply, don't quit. Everybody say that with me. Don't quit. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't quit. Now remember, Jesus started his ministry with a fast. Before he did one miracle, before he healed one person, before he chose a disciple, Jesus fasted for 40 days to prepare for his God-given assignment as Savior of the world. I want you to think about that. You and I are fasting for 21 days to start this year. But Jesus fasted 40 days to gain mastery over the devil and to, watch this, save your soul and mine. 
So right now, you are following in your Savior's footsteps. But I want to show you what to expect. So let's open our Bibles and read the account of Jesus's fasting in the wilderness. This is Luke chapter 4. And here's the deal. We put this in your app. The scripture's there. I'll show it to you on screen. Here's what the Bible says. Jesus, full of who? Full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan. So he was just baptized in the river. And he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. You would be too. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. Verse five. So the devil led him up to a high place and he showed him in an instant, all the kingdoms of the world. Look, there's London, there's Paris, there's, there's New Jersey. <laughs> And he said to him, I'll give you all their authority and splendor. It's been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And from the steeple of the church, he said, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it's written... He'll command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They'll lift you up in their hands so you won't strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, we have publicly read the words you've written. And so I ask you now, Holy Spirit, would you unleash the supernatural power of the word of God? I pray you'd reveal that our enemy has been defeated by Jesus, and through him, we have the victory. Teach us, God, how to walk in your authority today as sons and daughters by denying the devil and living by your Holy Spirit alone. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said, 40 days and 40 nights. I don't know how he did it. Jesus was not doing a replacement fast like you and me. Maybe we have fruits and vegetables to eat and enjoy. Jesus did a total fast. No food, no water. He needed the supernatural strength of the Holy Spirit even to survive. Now notice it says, Jesus was led by who? The devil? No. By the Spirit into the wilderness. Notice it was the Holy Spirit who led Jesus to fast. And this is important to understand. I need to, I need to clarify some things. Some of you have bad theology. The Holy Spirit does not always lead you into blessing. The Holy Spirit does not always lead you to mountaintop experiences where he instantly heals your body or he multiplies your finances. The word of God says that there are seasons and times in the life of every Christ follower where the Holy Spirit will lead you into a season of self-denial and affliction, into a time of fasting and prayer where you intentionally withdraw from the world for a season in the wilderness. Now, let me show you a picture of the Judean wilderness where Jesus was. This is a picture of the Judean desert. It is a rocky, barren place. It's like Death Valley. Very little grows there. It's a desert. Now, you guys may know a desert is a place of extremes. It's scorching hot in the day. It's freezing cold at night. One thing, it is never nice and chill in the wilderness. 
And the truth is, that's how a lot of Americans like their relationship with God. Nice and chill. Not too hot, not too cold, just nice and chill Christianity. And if you're not careful, you can just fall into the rut of religion and go to church out of routine where there's, there's no passion for God. And so sometimes the Holy Spirit will prompt you and say, I'm going to lead her into the desert where it's not nice and chill, and I'm going to turn up the heat a little. And I'm going to strip away all the distractions from her life so God can get you all to himself. See, friends, if you want your life to be used mightily by God, if you want your family to be used by God, your business, your marriage, you can't just have it nice and chill all the time. From time to time, you and I need to have a fresh encounter with God where the heat gets turned up and things get a little uncomfortable because it's God himself shaping and training and preparing you for battle to pass a spiritual test. Can everybody say the word test? The Bible says Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted or tested by the devil. The Greek word there for tempted, it also means tested. So the Spirit led Jesus into the classroom of the desert to take a test. You ever have to take a hard test? Now on the surface, this is a physical test, 40 days denying his flesh. But on a much deeper level, this is a spiritual test. To strengthen Jesus for the hand-to-hand combat with the devil. The scripture says that snake slithered up to your Savior three times, and he tempted Jesus to quit. I want you to quit the test, Jesus. Quit your fast. Quit on your God-given assignment. I want you to imagine Jesus on day 39 of his fast. Hello. You remember yourself on day two? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to die. I've got a head, a caffeine headache. We were all complaining, going through withdrawal. I felt like in a mental fog. I felt lethargic. Please. I want you to imagine Jesus. No food, no water for 40 days. He's dehydrated. He is weak. And so the tempter starts to taunt him, trying to get Jesus to quit. In one sense, you might say, those 40 days were like Jesus' very own Hell Week. Have you guys heard of Hell Week? Anybody here? Raise your hand. Yeah. Hell Week is actually the name of the grueling test that young sailors must go through to become a Navy SEAL. Now, the Navy SEALs, you may know, are the most elite, highly trained fighting force that our nation has. These are the commandos who led the raid on Osama bin Laden. And I read this fascinating book. It's called The Heart and the Fist, The Making of a Navy Seal. And it described the brutal test that every SEAL candidate has to undergo to qualify for combat. And it begins with a five-day ordeal known as Hell Week. Throw that picture up because this is taken from Hell Week. The goal is to weed out the week. Every year, 220 sailors apply to be SEALs. Only 20 pass the test. And the goal of Hell Week is to test recruits physically to punish their bodies, mentally to stretch their minds to the breaking point, so that the weak get weeded out and only the strong survive. I was interested enough in this, and I found some footage from Hell Week to show you. Take a look at this. It begins on a beach in Coronado, California. This is down in San Diego, where they undergo intense water training. They're sent out beyond the breakers where typically their rafts flip and they're submerged in freezing water. And then they run 20 miles on the beach carrying telephone poles. Endless crunches, kicks, calisthenics designed to batter your body. 
They do crunches with rafts on their head. They've got sand in their boots. And then they crawl under barbed wire, practicing with tear gas and live ammunition firing above your head. And then comes the worst part, surf torture. They spend over 24 hours submerged in ice-cold freezing water for hours on end to induce hypothermia. So they learn how to survive hypothermia. They train long into the night. They only get four hours of sleep. They're typically delirious. They're mentally fatigued. And just as their bodies begin breaking down, oh, the worst part of SEAL training, it's called drown-proofing. They throw the cadets into deep water with their hands and feet tied behind their backs where they have to swim 350 yards while holding their breath and surviving. Needless to say, only the strong survive Hell Week. And in those five days, out of 200 candidates who began, only 20 passed the test. 90% failure rate. Because the real temptation comes when the drill instructors unveil something they call the quit bell. Have you heard about the quit bell? Oh, yeah. This is the, the brass bell that the drill instructors bring out onto the beach. And at any time during Hell Week, if the pressure gets too great, if the recruit wants to quit, all he has to do is go over and ring the bell, which means I quit. I'm thrown in the towel. You know what that soldier gets to do? Take off his helmet, go back to the barracks, take a hot shower, eat a warm meal, get on a bus, and go home to mama. Yeah. And that quit bell is, is offered every day during SEAL training. I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine sleep-deprived recruits laying in the freezing ocean surf hour after hour. Their bodies are bruised. Their minds are delirious. Hypothermia is setting in. And a drill instructor comes out like the devil with a pot of coffee and a box of donuts and the quit bell. And he stands over his soldier and says, son, all you got to do is ring the bell. You can quit right now. Get a hot shower, cup of coffee, go home to your mama. Ring the bell, son. America doesn't need you. Ring the bell and you can go home back to your warm little bed. And that's the breaking point for most soldiers. Eric Greitens, the author of The Heart and the Fist, writes this. He said, out of the corner of my right eye, I saw men running for the bell. First two men ran and then two more, and then another. The instructors had carried the bell out with us to the beach. And to quit, you rang the bell. I could hear it ringing. And I believe that we had more men quit at that moment than at any other time in all of our training. Nine out of 10 rang the bell, and only one passes the test. Truth is, I think there is a point in the life of every Christian's walk with God when the pressure gets too great and the pain is too intense and she thinks, you know what? This is not worth it. In fact, I, I think I'm done. I, I quit. I'm tapping out. I quit this marriage. I can't fix this. We've gone to counseling. God's not doing anything. We're done. I quit. I quit my recovery. I've tried it three times, four times. My addiction is too strong and life is easier when I'm high. I, I quit. I, some of you right now are saying, give me that, give me that thing right now. I want to quit this fast. Tim, my head hurts. I got no energy. I quit. A lot of Christians over the last three years, I quit this church. 
I, all I do is serve and serve. Everyone's a hypocrite. No one really cares for me. Well, I've come to tell you today, friends, newsflash, Christian life, not a playground. It is a battleground. And fasting is spiritual warfare. So as you follow in the footsteps of Jesus by fasting, at some point, you will undergo a test. And the question is, will you let your circumstances overwhelm you? Or will you actually push through with the power of Christ, admitting I am totally weak, but I am reliant on the strength of the Holy Spirit to give me victory? My guess is that I'm speaking to someone here who is this close to quitting something. Someone here is so close to throwing in the towel on some area of your life. You're thinking about quitting that relationship, quitting your ministry, your hope, your health, because the heat is turned up and it's getting harder. And the doctor's report you got, you were looking for breakthrough, but it doesn't look good. Or you're looking at your P&L sheet and you know what? The numbers don't add up and the, run number, the runway's getting shorter. But I'm just telling you today, man, God is asking you, would you take your eyes off of the situation and fix your eyes on Jesus to seek victory through this fast. Do not quit as we enter this final week of the fast. Don't give up. Don't let the devil talk you out of it because he's going to tell you all sorts of things. He's going to say, this fast ain't working. He talked to Jesus. He's going to talk to you. Nothing's happening. You don't feel spiritual, Mike. You feel like you're dying. You probably are dying. Don't listen to Pastor Tim. He's a false prophet. You need your donuts. But I'm just telling you, man, God sent me here today to put my foot on the neck of a quitting spirit. I have come to tell the devil, you're going to get through these 21 days. And by the end, you're going to walk out of the wilderness like Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. Make some noise if you're with me. Make some noise. Give God a praise. During this fast, I declare some of you are going to quit your habit of quitting and establish a pattern of victory on this fast. It's going to spill over into areas of your life where you've been quitting. That pattern of stopping and starting, stopping and stop, starting, the, the dieting, the budgeting, the recovery. I stop and I start, but in the name of Jesus, you establish a pattern of breakthrough in your life. Turn to your neighbor, look him in the eye and say, don't quit. Turn to the other one, say, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. If you quit, you might miss your miracle. If you quit, you might miss the blessing. If you quit, you might not get all heaven has for you. Guys, as a church, we are not staying for nice and chill. We are going after God's best in 2023, amen? So you may be going through a wilderness of chemo, but the enemy would love for you to throw in the towel and say, I'm all alone. I'm too weak. God, where's God? Don't quit. Get your eyes off the situation and put them on Jesus who has power to break chains of addiction, amen? Don't quit. In the wilderness... Jesus shows us how to defeat the devil and claim victory in three ways. Did you see it? Look at verse Luke 4 again. Jesus is going through his own hell week and Satan tests him three times to ring the bell. Jesus, I know you're hungry. I know you're tired. Ring the bell. Why? Because if Jesus quit, think about it. He wouldn't fulfill his God-given mission to lay down his life and save you and me. So the devil said to him, hey, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become what? bread. Anybody here craving bread on this fast? How's it right now feel for if I say Asiago cheese bagel? Yeah, with, with cream cheese, man. How about, how about a nice slice of pepperoni? If you're doing the Daniel fast, mark my words, at some point, like Jesus, you will be tempted in the area of your appetite. 
I mean, we started this fast, if you remember, on a Sunday. And on Monday morning, right, you walk into the office, you're like, I'm not do this. I'm going to do this Daniel fast. I'm seeking breakthrough. And someone leaves a box of Enamon Donuts on your desk. Just like thinking of you, man, free take one. You're like, what, what the? Or suddenly a coworker has a birthday. And it's like ice cream cake for everybody. The devil knows your weakness, man. It actually, it happened to me. I was literally writing the sermon when my office door at the church opened. Well, watch what happened. So I'm sitting in my office and I'm literally writing a message on fasting. And who walks in? This guy. And he says, you want to want a slice, Pastor Tim? Thanks for offering. Get behind me, Satan. Get out that door. You guys, you guys are going to trip me up. <laughs> you know, I love millennials, but that wasn't nothing but the devil right there, okay? You know, Jesus was hungry, and if he wanted, he could have turned those rocks into raisin bread, but he didn't. Look how Jesus defends himself in verse 4. Jesus answered, it is what? Written. Man shall not live on bread alone. Needus, notice something. Jesus quotes scripture to Satan. He's actually quoting from the Old Testament which says, man does not live on bread alone, but what? Say it together. On every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's not what you put in your mouth. It's what comes out of God's mouth. What's the point? When you fast, you better feast on the word of God. You take that time you would normally spend eating or scrolling on your phone and you replace it with reading your Bible, talking to God in prayer, because that's where the power is. The word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword and you got to hide it in your heart. Do that deep breath devotional. Every morning you start your day with a word from the mouth of God to your heart. That's where Jesus had it stored up. And you do that so that when the enemy starts talking to you, tempting you this week, you come back at him with that dagger, with God's word. You hit back with scriptures like Philippians 4.13. No, devil, I can do all things through Christ who gives me what? Strength. You come back to him with 2 Chronicles 2.15. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the battle is not yours, but whose? It's God's. You know who said that? King Jehoshaphat, while he was fasting. Don't be surprised if the enemy turns up the heat in your life this week. Remember, it's spiritual warfare. In the enemy, he loves to hit you with some crisis at home or some conflict at work, and he'll say, man, come on, Zach, just, just hit that, ring that bell, quit the fast. Man, you better have a strong, made-up mind, friend. You say, no, 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 no. That's why I'm fasting, devil. This battle's won by prayer and fasting. See, there comes a moment where you got to stop talking to God about the size of your battles and start talking to your battles about the size of your God. you got to proclaim God's power. you got to stand on his word. You've got to declare his promises, amen? You, can, you know you can talk back. You tell the devil, you say, you don't intimidate me. You get up in his grill and you say, if God is for me, who can be against me? This battle isn't mine, it's God's. So you can go to hell where you came from. Oh, am I preaching now? Go to hell, devil. You can't mess with my family. You can't have my kids. I'm not giving you an inch. Jesus has full authority in this family, in my life, in this house. When Jesus was tested, he hit back with the word of God. Blow after blow with chapter and verse. Fasting and prayer, they're like the twin barrels of a spiritual shotgun. And it makes the enemy back off. After Jesus strikes Satan with scripture, he tries again. Second test, it says the devil led him up to a high place, showed him an instant. All the kings of the world, there's New York City. And he said to him, if you worship me, I'll give it all to you. And Jesus answered, what's he say? It is what? Written. I'll quote you scripture. Worship. Everyone say worship. Worship the Lord your God. 
and serve him only. Notice test number two is a test over worship. You know why? Because during a fast, you are dethroning every appetite in your life that competes with God for allegiance. You are dethroning comfort food and looking to the comforter. You are dethroning entertainment and say, I'm not going to actually watch that because my spirit is a little more sensitive right now. I'm dethroning social media. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm going to focus on you. I'm dethroning money. I'm dethroning work, power, porn, the lust of my flesh, my eyes, the pride of life. And so if you feel like you're dying, that's a good thing because your flesh is dying. But you know what's happening? Your inside, your inner spirit man, your spirit woman inside is coming alive to worship the Lord in a new way. So you better make sure you spend extra time in worship this week. Don't just read your Bible. I want you to listen to worship music. Some of you need a new Spotify playlist, man. I don't know what it is. Get Elevation, Bethel, the stuff we sing on Sunday. If you don't have any good music, ask the worship leader at your campus. He or she is a spirit-filled leader, and they'll hook you up with some fresh tunes. And I want to personally invite you to come to worship night with Colleen and I on Friday, February 3rd. We are culminating this fast with a red-hot worship night at our broadcast campus in Parsippany. And I want you to be there with Colin and I. How, how many of you know worship is a weapon? Amen? It is. Praise pushes back the enemy. Pastor Clint is bringing the big guns. We are storming the gates of heaven. And I just believe, we're, we're believing God for signs and wonders and miracles as we worship. I'm, I'm just telling, how many of you need more worship, man? You're hungry for it. When God's people are praying and they're fasting, they're worshiping in the spirit. You know what happens? Heaven opens. The atmosphere changes because your inner man is getting stronger and built up. And you find yourself growing in God's willpower. Great question. Everyone say willpower. You don't have any. Where do you need divine willpower most in your life right now? Like for you, what appetites are you realizing? Maybe through this fast, you didn't even realize it's out of control. My eating is out of control. My drinking is out of control. I thought I just had a few lustful thoughts. My sexual temptation, I'm just giving in over and over and over. It's making me weaker and weaker. My smoke, my smoking is out of control. Listen, you know how many requests we had about addictions? Everything, okay? If you smoke, you toke, you vape, whatever, in 21 days, you are going to quit the things that are killing you. Through this fast, I declare your life is a smoke-free zone, amen? Make some noise. You're not a smoker, by the way. The cigarette smokes, you're the sucker. I'm serious. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and you got to cleanse it on this fast. Get rid of those cigarettes. Get rid of the joints. Get rid of the painkillers. Get rid of the alcohol. In the name of Jesus, I command you, this is the year you will be free. In Jesus' name. Free of drugs. Free of porn. Free of addiction. Somebody give God a praise, man. Come on, give a praise break, man. Lift your voice. Worship him. We're on a hunger strike against hell, my friends. And Jesus has won your freedom. Now walk in it. Test number three, last one. I am out of time, man. I'll just keep going. I'm fired up. I'll close with this. Scripture says, the devil took Jesus to the top of the church. He said, throw yourself off the building. Jesus, come on. Just end this thing. And maybe the angels will save you. And this is sneaky, you know? Because Satan knew Jesus' purpose on earth was to die for the sins of the world. He was born to die. 
And so he says, Jesus, you don't have to actually go through all that pain. Don't take the Father's plan. Take a shortcut right here. Throw yourself down from here. The angels will catch you. And Jesus said, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus said, no. I will not quit God's plan for my life. I will not ring this bell because if he did, Jesus would have missed the whole purpose of his life. And you and I would have missed out on that life to the full, the eternal kind of life called salvation. But Jesus didn't take the bait. Instead, you know what he did? He took up his cross, and now he's inviting you, do the same, follow me, follow me, take up your cross. I'm telling you, some of you are going to receive God's purpose for your life in this next week, your divine assignment, but if you take a shortcut, you will miss it. Don't put God to a test. Understand, we are not doing this fast to manipulate God or somehow get him to bless us. Well, you know, if I do this, Jesus, you've got to do this back for me. No, 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 you got it backwards. Fasting is a test for you. It's not a test for God. We live under grace. That means you are saved by the blood of Jesus. Salvation's a free gift, amen? There's nothing you do or don't do that'll get God to love you any more or less than he already does. So understand, you're not twisting God's arm. You're not testing him. Rather, you're emptying yourself like Jesus so you can be freshly filled with his spirit. And in seven days, I'm just telling you, you're gonna walk out of the wilderness like Jesus. What's verse 14 say? I love this, I love it. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power, say it together, in the power of the spirit. That's what God's preparing you for. At the end of this fast, God declares, I am going to pour out the Holy Spirit into your life and he's gonna do great and mighty things in the earth. You have no idea what God is preparing for you at the end of this fast. So don't quit, say don't quit. You persevere, you keep going. And if you did quit, you jump back in today. If you haven't started, start today. Fast this whole week. We are going after God's best as a church. So you press in, you press on like your savior Jesus. The Bible says, who for the joy set before him carried the cross. And at any moment, I want you to think about this. Jesus, he could have rang that bell. When they put the nails in his hands, he could have quit. I'm out. When they put the crown of thorns on his head, he could have quit. When they stuck a spear in his side, he could have rang that bell and called down angels, but Jesus didn't quit and neither will you, amen? You know why? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. So walk in victory. Your enemy has been defeated by the blood of Jesus. You gotta believe him for breakthrough. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength, amen? Church, let's stand together. Every campus, church island, wherever you're, just stand up, man. Honor God. We wanna pray together and let's praise him together. Put out your hands, open hands, a sign of an open heart. Father, as people open their hands, I ask, pour out your Holy Spirit in a new way, God. I pray for supernatural strength, Father God. I'm praying over these addictions. You will break every bond, every wicked yoke, Father God. Give them victory, God. I pray that there are marriages that are on life support that are almost dead, that you'll resurrect through the power of your Holy Spirit. And Father God, there's hard hearts I even now know that are cracking open. They're getting soft. They're getting tender. There are people, Lord, who are breaking through and they're going to give their whole life to you right now in this moment. If that's you, this is a moment, man. Come home to God. Jesus is saying, come on, I see you in your desert. I came out to the desert to meet you in the wilderness place. 
If that's you, just say, Jesus, I love you. I need you. Come into my heart. I need your strength. And I need your forgiveness. I've done some things that are messed up. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Fill me with your spirit. I want eternal life. I give you my whole life. Now live through me. Father, I pray for every man and woman praying that prayer. There would be an impartation of the Holy Spirit. They have received eternal life and moved over from death to life, from slave to free. May their life never be the same, Father God. We can't wait to see what you'll do, the ways you're going to break through. Lord, our eyes are on you, bigger than our battles. And so we commit this final week of fasting to you. In Jesus' name, everybody said together, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to check out Liquid Church for a weekend service, small group outreach, or clean water trip, you can find out more about us online at liquidchurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe or share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening.